Hello, my friend. This is Meditations for Misfits, and I'm Fred Gruy. For the last few podcasts, we've been exploring uh, the question attributed to God in Genesis 32, where God says to Jacob, What is your name? The context for this question is Jacob is uh, between a rock and a hard place at the river Jabbok. His whole past is caught up with him. And he spends the night, as I've suggested, wrestling with his own shadow side, with his demons. In the middle of that, God appears and wrestles with him as well. And before God leaves, God blesses Jacob and changes his name and liberates him. That's all pretty theoretical, I think. So in this podcast, I'd like to share with you my own experience of wrestling with God by my own river Jabbok. My Jabbok experience uh, occurred when I was living in England. It was a good number of years ago, and it was really one of the lowest points of my life. I, the details are really not all that important at this point, but uh, suffice it to say, it was a time of great shame and embarrassment. I felt like a failure. I felt like a loser. Uh, dear friends that I counted on, I was isolated from. It was a a really, really difficult time. And so to try to connect with God, I remember one day I I did an exercise, spiritual exercise, that I had read about one time. And the exercise goes like this, the way it was explained to me. Imagine it's Judgment Day, the last day is sort of described loosely in Revelations chapter 4 and 5 of the Bible. But all of humanity is gathered before the great throne of Almighty God. And everybody that's ever lived has been there. There's Francis of Assisi and Moses and Frank Sinatra and uh, Willie Mays. Everybody that's ever lived is gathered before this throne. Mother Teresa, Pema Chodron, everybody. So one by one, a name is called, and as your name is called, the great throng of humanity separates and makes an aisle for you to proceed towards the front by the great throne, which is surrounded by four and twenty elders and angels and all these beings. And your name is called, and you walk up, and you are standing there face to face with God, and you look up into God's face what do you see? So that's the way the exercise was explained to me. So I thought, well, I really need to try to reconnect with God at some level here as uh, I felt so lost and isolated and like a failure, as I say. So I, I started to do this spiritual exercise. I imagined the great white throne, the crowd, my name was called, the crowd parted, I walked forward. And as I walked up and looked into God's face, when I looked into God's face, what I saw was sort of a, uh, annoyance. And God looked away, uh, not pleased with who I was or how I had been behaving. And I really felt ashamed. And then as I did this exercise, I imagined that Jesus uh, stood up and came and stand between, stood between me and God. And when God glanced back and looked at me through Jesus, then God broke uh, into a welcoming smile and affirmation and love. And, 
And so that was the, the experience I had. And I can remember sitting there thinking, and I felt in my heart God say to me, is that what you think of me, that I, that I only love you because of what Jesus did, that I only care for you because of Jesus? Is that what you really think of me? I said, don't you remember? It was my idea to send Jesus in the first place. I've always loved you. You've always been dear to me. Why don't you try this again? So a second time, I closed my eyes. I imagined the great white throne, the four and twenty elders, the smoke, and on the massive crowd, I heard my name called. The crowd parted. I walked forward, and as I stood before the throne of God again, I looked up and looked into the face of God. And this time, when I looked, what I saw looked like uh, God had a Mona Lisa smile. <laughs> it was sort of ambiguous. I didn't know whether I... Uh, pleased or amused God, or God was befuddled by me. I, 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 I didn't know. And as, again, as I sat and thought about that for a few moments, this voice rose up inside me and said, is that what you think, that I send mixed messages, that you don't know where you stand with me, that I run hot and cold, that sometimes I'm with you and sometimes I'm not? Is that what you really think of me? I said, why don't you try and do this again? So a third time, I went through the whole thing, you know, the crowd there, my name is called, the crowd parts, I walked up, and the third time, when I looked up into what I perceived to be the face of God, changed my life. When I looked up into God's face, there was this enormous smile, and tears of joy started to flow from God's eyes as God came running towards me and hugged me and held me and wept over me, reminding me that God loves me deeply and desperately. Flaws, imperfections, neurotic, just as I am. And like Jacob that night, that blessing, that moment, that, that experience of being with God has deeply, deeply changed me. I... Since that night, I really, in many ways, walk with a limp. I'm not nearly as cocksure of so many things as I thought I used to know. I'm, I, I'm less judgmental, less aggressive, less competitive, less uh, in-your-face about things. Uh, it softened me in so many ways because I realized, flawed and all, God absolutely loves me. Now, I might be deluded, but that's what I call a blessing. And just as Jacob was blessed that night, wrestling with the angel, with God, I was blessed in my own experience. And in profound ways, it has changed me and liberated me to become a more open human being, a kinder, gentler soul, walking through life, realize I live on a planet with a bunch of frightened people, and we're all just trying to do the best we can. We've all got uh, the, the image that comes to mind. Uh, I don't know if you remember uh, the Ed Sullivan show, but there was a guy that used to come on the Ed Sullivan show, which was a sort of a, 
all different kinds of acts would appear on a television program. And there was this one guy that would come on that would spin porcelain plates on dowel rods, and he could spin 10 or 15 or 20 plates and keep them all spinning at the same time. And I realized so much of my life is like that. I've got so many plates spinning. I, wa I want to be a writer. I want to be a good chaplain. I want to be a good minister. I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good father. I want, I want, I want. I'm trying to deal with politics and the economy and paying the bills. And I have all these plates spinning uh, of what I think I should be or want to be. And in the middle of it all, God just comes and reminds me that I'm God's beloved. And the plates can stop. It doesn't matter. And I realized that day when I had that experience, it didn't matter whether I lived in England or the United States. It didn't matter where I lived. It didn't matter what kind of job I had. I'm beloved by this almighty creator of us all, as we all are. I'm not special. And that experience so liberated me as, as I read in Genesis 32 how it liberated Jacob. And it is my prayer that in 2021, if you've not had that kind of uh, experience at your own River Jabbok, if you've not experienced the God who comes and meets you right where you are, to remind you that you are beloved. It's my prayer that in this coming year, you will have that experience. Thanks again for allowing me to spend these few moments with you on your journey today. In conclusion for this podcast, I'd like to say a prayer for you for 2021. Dear loving God, Holy Creator, Mysterious One, I ask uh, for my friend who's listening right now that in this coming year, 2021, you would make yourself known to them as only you can, however you and they communicate, however you and they talk, that in the deepest place of who they are, they would know how much you deeply love them and are with them and for them even though they're not perfect, even though they're not maybe the most spiritual person or the smartest person or the kindest person, but just as they are, you absolutely love them. And may the power of this knowing, this experience of being beloved by you, may it liberate them to live a life fully engaged, not in futility with all the minutiae of daily stuff, but to live a flourishing life connected to you, a conduit of your grace to those they care for, they live with, and they love. I ask your holy blessing on them this coming year. May it be so. <music>